Hi, I'm Andrea Michelle Heckel, and you're listening to the Human Rights Podcast, devoted to exploring contemporary rites of passage and initiatory experiences. My guests will include leaders and changemakers in the field of human development, exploring the edges of what's possible when we commit to becoming increasingly intimate with our human vulnerability. As we relinquish grasping to know ourselves and increasingly surrender into nakedly experiencing our moment, we become vital, embodied expressions of our timeless being. May these podcasts serve your sacred undoing through and into the unique facet of the wisdom love you are. Hello. My name is Andrea Michelle Heckel, and welcome to the premiere episode of the Human Rights Podcast. And I am so pleased that my first guest is Catherine Zorinsky. Catherine is the founder of the Technology of Love, a combination of spiritual science, emotional alchemy, and elemental wisdom woven into a powerful method of direct realization. As an internationally recognized womb shaman, She has facilitated hundreds of women and men into soul embodiment through classical Tantra and Eastern, I'm sorry, and Western shadow work for almost two decades. She is masterful at teaching others how to unlock the body's natural feeling wisdom, enabling emotions to become powerful allies, creativity and insights to flow with more ease, and developing sovereignty through a powerful internal guidance system. Catherine guides leaders, facilitators, and change makers into an honest embodiment of their passion, power, and purpose. And I can attest to Catherine's power to lead and facilitate others in these initiatory experiences myself. So Catherine, welcome to this podcast. Thank you, Andrea. It is such a gift to be here and to be your first guest on your first podcast. You've been a guest online twice now, I think. Yes. And uh, yeah, yeah, really a pleasure. It's rich and it's and thanks to you I'm actually exploring this podcast business. So, again, a big huge thanks to you. So, Catherine, as you know, this is um a very dense and rich topic and I know you are well versed not just through leading others, but also through your own initiatory experiences. So I'd love to get anything you feel to share, because I know there's a lot of wisdom here and a lot of nuance in what you have to offer. So I'm just first to start off with, how would you define initiation? Yeah, really good question. An initiation is an experience that we have thoroughly integrated into all aspects of our being that enable us to move into a different paradigm or a different octave of how we know ourselves, how we relate with our world, and how we bring more of the fullness of who we are in our gifts and our service. There are a lot of experiences that people would call initiatory um, that I don't feel sort of honestly answer the criteria of being an initiation. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of experiences that people wouldn't necessarily deem initiatory, but serve 
the purpose of completely opening us beyond what we have known before, along with providing an environment or a container to where we can integrate all parts of that experience through our nervous system, through our bodies, through our minds and our understanding um, into an integrated wholeness. Um, initiations that are not properly integrated, I feel like register as traumas mm. and actually um, keep us slightly fragmented and continually searching, you know, through that liminal space to kind of find the missing piece of ourselves that we're trying to bring back. So an essential component of an initiation is the integration piece. And that's something that's often held by community or family or a partner or elders. It's where we come back from our experience and weave through story and sharing and tears and um, you know any way we can intimately touch where we've been, bringing it into now time and simultaneously being witnessed. That's the, the integration period. I love all of this and that you bring the being witnessed piece so that we don't remain in secret and we can be honest. Not that we would be lying to ourselves voluntarily, but honest in terms of how deep the integration has gone and how much more, because initiations, right, are not a one-time event, as you say. It's, it's something that we carry with us and we're constantly finding the medicine in the initial yes. experience. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And the part about be being witnessed, it integrates it into our human experience. We are relational beings. And when we have that external mirror of reflection, you know, literally showing us who we have become, there's more of an ownership and a, a moving into and inhabiting that more fully. Otherwise, it sort of gets partitioned away yes. and compartmentalized into an aspect of ourselves. Exactly. That's the what I was meaning by in secret, but you, you're, you are more eloquent with it. And also, it's then we become capable of sharing the experience, not through speaking it necessarily, but just from off-gassing it in our being. It just becomes part of who we are in our relational experiences with others, would you say? That is such an essential piece, Andrea. Thank you, the sharing. You know, so often <clears throat> myself when I was younger and I still have a lot of trauma and I see in others a perpetual seeking for these initiations. And I mean, essentially what is an initiation? It has different components to it. There's stepping up to a threshold where we choose to let go of an aspect of what we've known, you know, um, components of the hero's journey in a way. Okay, so we step into the unknown, into the adventure. And that adventure um, often includes a liminal space. You know, as humans, we are so hungry for liminal space because it's there that we broach beyond what is known and how we've defined ourselves through limitation into an essential experience of freedom, not knowing, expanse. There was an incredible 
um, story I heard recently about um, a psychologist who was understanding that often couples um, will have extramarital affairs. One person in the couple will have an extramarital affair as a means of seeking that liminal space. Mm. So what deems space liminal? Well, it's secret. It's removed from the rules and the expectations of society. And within that, it becomes sacred. Sacred simply means we can undress who we've been and show up in the moment, responding, being naked with the moment as we are. So for some people in couples, creating that liminal space through extramarital affairs was a way of staying connected to some initiatory expression in themselves. But liminal space is only one aspect of initiation. Mm. It's not just engaging in the liminal experience, but once we've had that liminal experience, coming back and integrating it. Um, for many years, I was a wilderness guide, um, taking groups out into the wild, wild animals, peaks, rivers, rock climbing, and facilitating these experiences where people would completely strip down their facades, come more in touch with their soul, be able to express from there, discover their own sense of loving kindness, caring for others in a group. And yet I found over time that these people were just re-entering their lives and completely becoming the same that they were before the experience. And this is when I really started to comprehend, you know, these these are not initiations unless there is some form of integration that helps us feather the experience into our into individual lives so that our lives then get uplifted um, and become uh, a higher octave of scaffolding holding us in the new expression of who we are. And that's where the uncomfortable work comes in. That's where we hurt. That's where we come back from retreat and we get faced with the density of our reality where yes. it's not all feel good. And we go, okay, this is where I need to roll up my sleeves and bring who I am now into meeting this situation mm -hmm. so that I can um, integrate my life into nowness. Wow. Excellent point. That's just so, that is such a missing component and we don't have enough elders who recognize that is the essential next octave of the initiatory experience is to help guide. I and mean, that's why we need community. We need others yes. to reflect, yes. to keep us honest, keep us in whether or not we are compartmentalizing it, making it special. Sacred can also mean separate from the ordinary, right? But that can have its shadow element, which is it doesn't become integrated. So yes. how do we bring the sacred into the mundane? Well, that's the next step in the initiatory journey, right? So beautiful. I love how you articulated that. So would you be willing to share with us an initiatory experience that, sure. you, have, that you are continuing to, to yeah. hold and deepen into? Absolutely. Before I share a story, because I've lived a really colored life. Mm -hmm. um, what I've realized in my older age is that any experience can be an initiation. What determines that is how available we are, how vulnerable we are, how present we are as we approach it to meet it, meet reality transparently as we are. 
and simultaneously be changed and change um, through the components present. And, you know, again, it's a fine line between initiation and trauma. If that experience isn't integrated through all levels of our nervous system, you know, if it's too intense and we can't quite land ourselves fully afterwards, um, we're still running around cycling, you know, in our fight or flight because the influx of information beyond good or bad was more than is being integrated into our central nervous system in a grounded way where we can take the medicine from it and integrated into our living. So, you know, these initiations, if we can be present with them enough to allow our nervous system to receive them, an integration phase, allow our brain to come to some level of understanding, um, allow our hearts to, to safely open and continue with um, the depth that we've discovered there. And our bodies to find, you know, often through an initiation, there'll be profound tension triggered in the body because we're being pushed beyond what is comfortable. Yes. So all of our patterns will intensify. But if we get some kind of either body work or movement or yoga, some way of us coming back to meet ourselves in our body as we are, that encourages a deeper invitation of us moving into us on a cellular level, mm. if that makes sense. Totally. And this is so funny because this is what I've been sharing in my own astrology around the nodal axis moving through recently since 2020 through all the um, instinctual signs. It's inviting us to integrate back into our reptilian system, our, our limbic system, our mammalian brain, our reptilian brain, all the brains, like everything that's been hijacked by this fear programming. And we are so dissociated from how we are situated in life. And it's our instinctual nature that situates us properly within life. And so addressing every single level, as you're saying, is so integral as part of the initiatory coming back to wholeness to really yes. be able to integrate it all. And I, it's funny, I tell my clients as well, anything, if we orient to obstacles or challenges as initiations then all of life becomes one big integration of where we've been where we're going and where we are becoming where we where we land only to do it again because life is this cyclical spiral exactly exactly andrea and that's you know as i've gotten older it's less about these high high peaks and valleys but how i live the mundane how i live day-to-day -day life as in a continued initiation right beautiful so beautifully said my probably one of the biggest initiations in my life was giving birth to my daughter you know this story and the thing about initiations is they there's something that calls to us and that call penetrates beyond the protection of our ego. We just know we need to go and do what we need to do. And it often makes no sense to our mind. 
And we're often defying a lot of the comforts we've put in place to keep ourselves safe. So I had a dream. My daughter was, was born in the ocean. And I was living in the mountains at the time. But this dream was so clear to me that every part of me mobilized to situate myself in a situation where I could give birth in the ocean. And it wasn't an egoic thing. It wasn't me trying to be seen or accomplish something or conquer something. It was just this internal knowing. Mm. Long story short, uh, I ended up giving birth to her off the west coast of the big island of Hawaii under a full moon in a beautifully protected tide pools, but the waves all around the tide pool were crashing and chaotic and loud, echoing the exact experience happening in my womb while I was giving birth. And there was something about the height of intensity happening inside and outside simultaneously that stabilized me to slip into an expanse of openness where all of a sudden I just got shown an entire map of how a soul incarnates in through the body and the bridge between formless and form. And literally within that 30 minute window, while I was in the vastness of this experience and my womb mapping it all out for me, my daughter was born into the ocean. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I didn't have support in place to help me integrate the experience. Mm. My life at that time had no support or comprehension or elders in place to help me grasp the level of gnosis and universal wisdom and architecture that had revealed to me um, while I was simultaneously becoming a brand new mother. So I slipped into three years of deep, deep depression, um, disconnection, uh, probably the darkest phase of my life. And so this initiatory experience was registered in me as a trauma. Years later, I got the support that I needed to help reintegrate the pieces that I had lost um, and then start to comprehend the gift or the map that I had been shown in my body of um, what I understand is a feminine pathway to realization, you know, not through awakening through the mind, but through accessing the transcendent through the form of the body, which happens through the womb. Mm. So I guess that's why I'm such a proponent of integration because I had my own experience where I had to wait years and the timing was perfect, you know. Um, I was still able to function and be a mother and all of that, but I was attempting to pull together so many pieces, probably from multiple lifetimes, and catch my life at that time up with everything I had been exposed to. And so in this way, initiations are never linear. You know, like you were saying, they live on with us, you know, this was 15 years ago that this happened, and I'm still integrating pieces of it, you know, that were open to me then. So they become these, like, living, um, living placeholders on our altar that we continue to commune with.
Wow. Your language is just, it's always just so yummy to hear you speak of this because it just adds just element of no matter what you're speaking about, there's a richness and a fullness that you bring based on your level of integration that makes mm -hmm. it um, for me so easily digested. Mm -hmm. Even though we're speaking about a topic that's multifaceted and not just a simple thing, you, you bring it in such language that it makes it very, very, um, again, palatable and, and well-received. And I thank you for that because this is not yeah. to speak about. Yeah. You bring up, you bring up a good point. You know, I used to think bigger was better. You know, I, I, most of my life, I bit off way more than I could chew thinking like the wider I stretch myself, the more I'll wake up or the, the greater my realization will be, or the faster I'll get to enlightenment. And <clears throat> initiation is not like that. It's the more we can meet our experience staying <clears throat> determines how full yes. we become through that. And that fullness that you just reflected, um, that fullness only comes through us fully claiming and being in the center of our experience. It, it's really interesting. I'll share this recent discovery because it's connected to initiation too my relationship with power in this life has been very interesting i've worked through abuse i've worked through being a victim i've worked through and i also harness a lot of power in my being and i've just discovered an even subtler subtler place in me where i was not comfortable being in the center of my power so i was always directing it almost into destruction or putting myself in situations where I didn't have choice. You know, my my birth was, or my daughter's birth was one example of that. Like the intensity of what I chose and bit off and the amount of power that moved through me birthing in that way, I had I gave myself no choice but to situate myself in a place where I had to occupy the center of it. As I'm more comfortable, more available to stay in the center of my own power, I'm not getting such an intense reflection from outside of me, either of misuse of power or overwhelming power or distortion and imbalance of power, because I'm I'm not needing to have againstness with my own relationship with it, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Totally. This is, I mean, initiations are essentially shadow work. It's yes. our, a way that our shadow is presenting, again, both light and dark. And I don't even like to use those terms, but the, the, the shadow of the things of ourselves that we would prefer not to know, whether or not it's because of some image from our past or culturally induced or even um, through our ancestry that's not palatable or our greatness, more of our power, like power in and of itself. It's neither good nor bad. It's just how we are orienting within ourselves from the past, from karma and whatever. So like you're saying beautifully to, to deconstruct the belief systems around power and how we've had to either shy away from it and not take ownership for, for it 
speaks to our level of integrating it, that it just becomes naturally then how we operate in the world, not as something to use, but something that we are. Yes. That's fullness. That's yes. integrated. Yeah. Wholeness. So good. Beautiful. So good. So um, thank you. And I love the nuances that you're bringing in. You know, for me, with all my Virgo, what's also coming to me is with people as and my clients and my offerings is the the wanting to go into a particular facet, like you were saying, more is not better. Grabbing more than we can chew is a guarantee that we're not going to get anything, which is probably one of the un the hidden ways that we guarantee that we never quite, you know, get what we tell ourselves we want which brings us to a much larger topic, but human safety. Safety is integration as a precursor. Safety is what enables the right level of exposure in our nervous systems, in our bodies, in our beings, to our experience that titrates an appropriate dosage. Too much is overwhelm and can be registered as trauma. Too little, nothing changes. Yeah. So safety and safety, when we don't have the means to establish safety within ourselves, we look to our environment and our community to do that for us um, which is part of the process of setting up sacred space and then ideally through in training and having an experience of safety through the external world we start to build more of that ground in inside of us as well more important than safety almost is recognizing when we're safe and when we're not. Mm. If we can recognize when we don't feel safe, we have the opportunity to allow ourselves not to feel safe. And that becomes our experience, as opposed to denying that we're not safe and forcing ourselves to open, yes. you know, which usually ensues in leaving our bodies in some way or not being fully present or available for the experience at hand. I'm speaking from my own experience. So safety is, you know, I can speak to it through the anatomy of the portals or our, our sexuality, which um, addresses our magnetic ground in our bodies which literally is a visceral sense of feeling held in our root by our own bodies. And that enables a relaxation mm -hmm. in the nervous system. It enables an availability in our hearts um, and just brings us sort of out of our, our front mind and our sympathetic nervous system into our parasympathetic nervous system where we're more in feeling and more available to um, the nuances of a larger experience instead of like a reactive yeah. uh, engagement. Yes. So, yeah, so that's one way of, of speaking about safety. Mm. Another aspect of safety is um, 
you know, there are certain people that we just feel safe with, where we immediately find ourselves dropping into our hearts, more into our bodies, and we just feel open. It's easy for us to be naked. There is a sense of, you know, not being judged, that no matter what we bring as who we are in a moment, we are not even necessarily received, but it's okay. Um, So safety also speaks to the spaciousness in our relationships and our most immediate relationships. And, you know, so often I work with a lot of couples. So often with couples, there's not a deep sense of safety. You know, the relationship was chosen or fabricated through for other reasons, but safety wasn't a core component. And often, again, that's when you'll find people going outside the marriage to go and find safety where they can be naked, be in touch with themselves and express that in a different way. Safety, as I said, in terms of initiation, it is the precursor to integration. Again, it enables us to have the right dose, the right titration, and the right environment so that we can meet our experiences nakedly as we're available to receive ourselves and die to ourselves at the level we're ready to die. Mm -hmm. Yes, and is perfectly proportionate to where we are now, including all of our traumas, our habits, our karma, It's not we have to fix ourselves or become something before we can have this experience. Safety, like you just said, it's the whole gamut of our our being integrated fully in whatever level we are available to integrate. And this is good, Catherine, because this, your definitions and how you're sharing safety is in contrast to how most of us orient to what we consider safety, which is, am I emotionally or energetically safe based on the nervous system right am i comfortable or am i uncomfortable because we can be uncomfortable but still be safe in our hearts and our beings right we can be slightly nervous we can even have fear and be completely safe in our true description that you just shared of safety and we can be perfectly comfortable in a situation that seems threatening to us but in actuality because of our trauma and karmic wiring is actually safe within our nervous system, which is why mm-hmm. some people keep constellating, you know, aggressors or, or traumatic experiences. So safety is very important point that you just made, right? Very important point. Safety. Some people confuse safety with what's comfortable or what's familiar, what's known. Yes. Which is the definition of what the ego really wants. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. want us to go. Hence the, the whole initiation experience is, as you said, it can induce trauma. Yes. Or it can be oriented to as trauma. And even for those who are available to treat it as an initiation, there's still going to be some sort of trauma in our being because we are humans and because it's our nature to carry. Well, it's not our true nature, but we do as a species still compartmentalize ourselves in our experience. Yes. So the integration, it's ongoing. It's a loving sort of tending to, right? Is there a specific way that you recognize initiatory opportunities on a chart? Now I'm interviewing you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. This is great. We're having a conversation. So 
It's yes, absolutely. Through transits, through mm -hmm. progressions or more in my experience and the way that I orient to them, windows of opportunity. They don't guarantee mm -hmm. anything. They're more subtle, but they offer windows of opportunity to help challenge the assumptions of the natal wiring. That's mm -hmm. the beauty of progressions in my experience. So we can voluntarily, if we see that we have a certain transit or a progression coming up, we can orient to it as an initiation, meaning it's going to be challenging in whatever way. Challenge is another way or obstacle. These are all opportunities for initiation. And so mm -hmm. if we just build a habit of orienting in ourselves to fine tuning, the hero's journey is every day, right? As you're saying, the yes. heroine's journey. It's it's how thoroughly we we are presencing ourselves in whatever is happening. And the more we can just be attentive, which takes a lot of work, right? Because we're swimming upstream, literally, counter to our nervous system culture, the way that we are constantly oriented to the nervous system to tell us where we are, what we should do, what our timing is, when things should get done, who we should respond to, how we should. So absolutely, the astrology chart is so helpful. Yeah. What experiences are coming up. And yeah, how you've, you've reflected and shaped a lot of things for me just in transits and um, experiencing in my body as you speak about a transit and then the days following recognizing an initiation happening in my life echoing that same experience in my body going oh wow this is <laughs> it it helps give a little bit of structure in a way that I can relax more deeply into what's happening and it all becomes less personal like yeah. oh this is happening anyway <laughs> right exactly very good and like, as we were talking, this is nonlinear. So the more yeah. like we can see what's coming, it's not that we can, so we can brace ourselves. It's so we can become more of a, a, a co-creator. Yes, exactly. The, the appropriate vessel for it to be received so that it's not so much trauma and more easily integrated. And hence having someone to work with, such as yourself, to... I love how it says here, you're bringing others into unlocking the natural feeling wisdom, enabling emotions to become powerful allies. And, and that allows for more creativity and insights and the development of sovereignty so that you help people develop their own unique capacity in its own, in your own way. You do the work of astrology in the sense that what I do is I integrate, I, I help to introduce people to their strengths, where they can, um, where some of their blind spots are so that they can orient to those and start to strengthen those so that they can become sovereign in, the, in themselves, right? Yes, exactly. for you. It's not that you're exactly. doing it for people, you're doing right. it so that you're, you become intimate with their wiring to support them in becoming intimate with their wiring. Yeah. And that's the, yes. that's the beauty. And then we're constantly refining ourselves, not to fix ourselves, but to become educated with how yes. our bodies want us to, to know ourselves or how we're endogenously wired rather than how we've thought or insist. 
on things. Yes. And I just have to say this because this is my own learning. Yes, living life as an initiation and also knowing which moments we're choosing not to use as initiation. <laughs> when my eight-year-old son comes into the kitchen really grumpy in the mornings and barks at me, I'm learning I don't need to choose that moment to be an initiation for me. <laughs> I can say, I don't want to feel this right now and keep moving about my day. <laughs> so we have choice. And I think that's the more we uh, empower ourselves to choose our initiations, actually the deeper we go. Otherwise, um, we can almost just become a victim to life's <laughs> initiations exactly. continually and we never fully integrate them or move, you know, so choosing, yeah. I'm choosing this as an initiation right now. I love that. That's perfect. And that's part of the power of being human that we discover once we have a sense of, because integrate initiation invites integration, which invites a more honest and true reflection of more of ourselves. So we have more space. We have the space to choose more, like you say, the wisdom to know when it's appropriate, when we're pushing ourselves and when we are just wanting to just not deal with it right now, which is perfectly fine. I love that you bring that up. I have that experience. It's human, right? It's human. It's human. I used to think like I was more enlightened if I just used everything as an initiation, but then like nothing gets done because I'm too overwhelmed with feeling. Right. We're householders, right? We're not exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which makes it more even more challenging and and, and the invitation for sovereignty and responsibility becomes even more the sovereignty to say no. I love the quote that I, one of my favorite pieces from a David White poem that I often share with my clients is, this is not, this is like a, not the precise way he says it, but basically that humans are the only beings that can refuse our own flowering. Oh. Isn't that poignant? It's true. We can, you know, a squirrel knows only to be a squirrel. A plant, you know, a, a, a tulip can only be a tulip. But humans can say no. But how consciously are we saying no? And can mm -hmm. we love ourselves even in the no? Yeah. And not force ourselves into an initiatory experience. This is beautiful that you bring this in because this is the whole realm of the non-linear, not black or white space. There's no map. Exactly. Right. There's no map. It's only us. It's how we choose, right, and show up in each moment, right? Which is both terrifying and so liberating, right? There's no right way to do it. There's only our way to do it. Yes. 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 Wow. So good. I'm so glad you brought that in. Um, so we have covered a lot in yes. our time. And <laughs> I just wanted to share a little bit, if I may, about your work, something upcoming. I'm going to have the link in the notes section, but Catherine's offering, offering a new, um, how many weeks is it, Catherine? Or how many months? It's a three-month journey. Three-month yeah. journey. Three-month initiation. Initiation, exactly. Held in a loving, powerful container with others who are building their resilience 
for initiation in order to simply know and love themselves in ways they didn't know they could before now. And I've done Catherine Venus Portal's work and it's so powerful. And it starts in July, so I'll have the link down there. And mm -hmm. the support of the group and the facilitation is a perfect combination. And I love how you hold it without any hierarchy or guru-ness. Your simple presence and your palpable availability to, to meet others with love mm -hmm. and safety immediately drops people into this space of, of true safety that you were speaking of before mm -hmm. and, and your human being um, workshops as well. Just beautiful. I love providing my folks with you as a resource to explore what initiation can be like from a place of loving ownership, loving our yes and our no, mm -hmm. and just self-honoring. Because that's very radical in these days. Thank you, Andrea. It's interesting. I realized one thing we didn't touch on in initiation is sexuality. And my work, <laughs> my work is based in sexuality. It's um, true. You know, the Venus portals is is opening and more deeply embodying our sacred sexual selves. That meeting of our soul and the interface of of that with our physical bodies. And, you know, sexuality is such a causal level of where our deepest imprints, not only of our aliveness, but of our shadow, of our darkness, mm -hmm. um, is held innately within us. And so, you know, so often initiations will include some form of sexuality or, or um, because sexuality is one access, you know, to that. Uh, the fuller map of our being. Yes, beautiful. And hence the, like you were saying, the extra marital affair thing. It's yes, exactly. sexuality. I, thank you for bringing this in because this is something that I, it, it's been, again, hijacked. Our, we only, for the most part, know or, or have our sexuality reside in our nervous system responses. And it is our life force, our Shakti, right? Which is so beyond that. It includes our sexuality, but it's the eroticism of life. It's the sensual nature of being in communion with the creative process, which is, yes. it has a, an erotic component to it. It's, it's sensual. It's definitely, it's the pleasure of our aliveness. So I'm glad you brought that in. Of course, that's totally your, <laughs> your thing and your, your area of, expertise doesn't sound like the right word but your integrated gift that you it is it is part of my pathway to realization yes. absolutely yes yeah including everything including everything right on awesome Catherine well thank you so so much this has just been an exquisite pleasure for me and uh, I know that my viewers will really really love it too and um, I hope you come back some point to talk about absolutely and andrea i love being part of your coming out party <laughs> it just it just brings me a lot of joy in my heart feeling you bringing your voice further and further out because you have such embodied wisdom and articulation to share that is so useful it's been really useful for me in my journey too mm. 
So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, everybody. And thanks for watching and uh, stay tuned. Subscribe and like and give us the comments below so we can know what you'd like to see, who you'd like to see, and um, we'll see you next time. Thank you. <laughs>